Photography is a discovery of life which makes you look at things you've never looked at before. You walk around at times thinking the whole world is a painting. Light is my work. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 199, 199er for the middle of January, 2024. <laughs> it's January. This, I don't care if it's January, it's 2024. That's the, that sounds like science fiction dates, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, you know, okay, 2024. Uh, Welcome to the future. It's like Blade Runner. Yeah, where where are um jetpacks, you know? Yeah. Well, we uh, we need the future. It's uh we're in ice ice station zebra is what's going on up here <laughs> in the old Canada. Well, if you, isn't isn't cold air much more dense than hot air? It is, and there's some weird and wonderful things about it. Um, I was helping some people jumpstart their cars, two of them yesterday. <laughs> it was that cold. Mm -hmm. And where I was jumpstarting this, uh, my colleague's car, there, it's on the flight path to the airport, the approach path. And a jet at minus 35 degrees Celsius sounds completely different than a really? Oh, it's this Wait, almost minus, minus 35 Celsius. Yeah. The Celsius. <laughs> Is is that the same as where where does the Celsius scale equal zero at minus like, where forty do they come into so getting oh there. so we're close yeah okay. pretty close oh my gosh so Damn. you can it's like you can hear the individual blades in the turbine like it's this wonderful <laughs> high fidelity scream as the jets coming down it's very oh. cool air seems minus. that it's it it travels differently in that really dense air. Is that the spit and freeze temperature or not quite? Yeah, you could do spit and freeze or you oh, could do the hot uh, the hot water and, you know, oh, yeah, do the thing oh, with the uh, whatever, yeah. Yeah, make make like a little snow thing. In, well, yeah, in it's just a mist of whatever, yeah. I, I have never experienced that cold ever. I think the, you know, we've had like minus, I don't know, I don't know. 10 maybe fahrenheit yeah uh and then of course windshield makes it all sort of more incredible but nothing like what you're what you're having there yeah and uh and it's funny because we're 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 both looking at videos of each other right now and <laughs> yeah. my my lighting is nice and warm so i look yeah. like i'm in the tropics yeah and your your lighting is a little bit on the cool side <laughs> a little bit on the cool side i really love that i have the rafters above me because right. <laughs> i'm in the basement it's sort of like i could be at ice station zebra i could be in you know i could be goodwin, in the shack goodwin, in the middle of dr the, goodwin yeah exactly <laughs> It's almost if, you know, if anybody who's younger than us doesn't know what we're talking about, go look up Ice Station Zebra. Rock it's Hudson, Rock Hudson, um, Ernest Borgnine, Patrick McGowan. Uh, who else? What's the other guy's name? Oh, the football <laughs> player, um, Jim Brown. Please, Jim Brown. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a submarine too, and underwater nuclear submarine, and for its day, yeah. it's special effects, man, it was pretty good. Yeah, and it would probably put the the younger audience to sleep. Yeah, 
<laughs> especially the scenes under the ice. Yeah. And I still imagine that 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 it wasn't as cold there than what you're describing no. in your backyard. No, because they so. don't have uh they, you know, with their their parkas or whatever, they they have their yeah. hoods down. You wouldn't do that today. Yeah. Okay. You'd have your you wouldn't be up. falling down any crevasses or anything like that. Well, and, if you do, yeah. that's it. There's no point that's going it. after that's you. <laughs> that's the end. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I we you know it's funny that we start the show off talking like about weather. It's like, what would we be talking about? Like if we were in a barbershop, you start talking about the weather. So like, yeah. but, uh, we, we live in such, I mean, I'm North United States, but I'm not North yeah. <laughs> compared to you. Like I, the distance between me and you is probably like the same from here to, to, to Florida or something like that in terms of, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. No, it's a little it, further, it, maybe it, even. You think like northwise? I don't know. You oh, north. Well, we're out. at the fifty-first parallel. So where? And what are we at? Like forty. Forty-seven. Something? Forty. Oh, okay. So well, not in terms of, of difference. Well, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's the geography too. Like you're by an ocean, and we're landlocked. Yeah, yeah. And we get we're the, we get this four thousand feet up and yeah. on a prairie. Well, we've we've had you know we're going on the weather a little too long, but I got to say that we, we've had. Uh, more rain than we usually have ever gotten before. We've had no snow. We've had like a snow in 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 Brooklyn. Yeah, there's been snow around the area a little bit, not yeah. so much, but had a little snow. But tonight is supposed to be. This is a we're on the Friday night, and tonight we're supposed to have a big storm starting about now. Mm. Uh, and there's going to be like at least two to three inches of rain, I think, oh, between now and tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's a lot. So we've been getting a lot of wet and. Uh, yeah, so, so you know that's been the case, but we're in like the forties. You know, yeah. I was out. I took a. We're actually right now saying forty-seven degrees. So, well, that's all right. That's and that's Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's been nicer because I've been able to go out. I haven't been shooting a lot. Um, I've been more going out and uh, doing more writing than than photography. Mm. So it's it's uh, and I've talked about this you know last time, but I really gotten into the writing and um, and. Uh, like my photo journal and then other journals that I'm starting. So this we've got we've got World War Three going on outside yeah. apparently. Yeah, it, this always right. happens, right? Yeah, well, well. Just, it's it's a, it's a it's an ambulance that goes two miles. Two an miles hour. an hour. He's got to go through traffic. Maybe he's going on the right. he's on the wrong. Or, uh, no, other side no, of the this street. is the. No, they go. They go by. They just drive like they're old. You know, you know, <laughs> old people with like the wheels like this high up. Like it's an ambulance. Go fast. Yeah. That's why. Anyway, yeah. all right. Some sound like a grouchy old guy. Well, we got uh, the weather covered. We got the noise covered. What we got about the, the noise kids? Covered. We got everything covered. Get the yeah, kids off covered. my lawn. Yeah. Actually, I had a, I had a, uh, I had a photo class this past Wednesday. Or was it yesterday? It was Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, I had a pretty good turnout too. Good. And it was a really engaged class. It was the. It's my introduction to digital photography. Mm. Which is really supposed to be showing them, you know, uh, the relationship between shutter speed and aperture. And it's amazing when when I get through to them mm. to show them this stuff. And it was at night, so we couldn't go out and photograph, which I don't do anyway in that class. But I do come off and say, like, you know, we're not here to do any photography because mm -hmm. you're going to do that anyway without me. I said, I'm going to teach you these things that you might not know about and how important they are. And, I, and I've got my spiel, which oh, is really good. nice because it's first the mechanical of, like, Shutter speed and aperture, what it does for exposure. I do not bring up the exposure triangle, other than I say, if you hear about the exposure triangle, I'm not going to talk about it like that because yeah. I've tried to do the triangle, yeah, and it doesn't no. work. No, it doesn't. It, it's it, it. There is a three part thing, but it, like I actually tried to do a graphic. It's EV to see if I is could, really what that other side of the triangle should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. 
but but like I've tried, I thought I could make a a, a graphic where I had exposure, uh, sorry, shutter speed on one um, slant, uh, aperture on another slant, and ISO on another slant. And I tried to see if I could make a graphic where I spun it around to see if they would all connect, and they don't. No. It just didn't. I couldn't connect it. So I'm like, I'm not done. I'm done with exposure triangle nonsense. So I just tell them, you know. Shutter speed and aperture, no matter what your ISO is, shutter speed and aperture is what you're going to, uh, shutter speed and aperture, yes, yeah. are gonna be what you're going to deal with. But then I say, okay, now that we got the mechanics out of the way, I go, now there's a creative use mm. of those same things. And they're like, what? Mm. You know, it's like I go through that and then they don't really expect to hear how to use these things creatively. They start asking questions like, well, how do I know what number to use? I'm like, hold those thoughts. And, and, yeah. And, and I weave this through, which is totally not on the curriculum, even though I wrote the curriculum for this, it was sort of rewritten for like, spend, spend 20 minutes talking about photography mm -hmm. and then go out and shoot for two hours. And I, I, I've said this to you and everybody else in the show until I'm blue in the face. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That is the biggest waste of time. It's the biggest waste of money or whatever. They don't pay a lot for the class anyway, but I'm like, you don't, you don't look at how to use a camera for 20 minutes and then go out and shoot. You're not going to learn anything. No. So I got I tell them I'm old. I have an opinion. You're going to hear opinions. I've thrown in a bunch of like, you know, you want to be a good photographer, start studying other people's pictures. And like, I just, yeah, I go off on my tangents by the end of the class, a bunch of people, like I was only eight people, but the, all of them, first of all, they all stayed awake, which was, yeah. <laughs> which is a good sign. And they all came up to me and said, many of them came up to me and said, that was a great class. Like, are you teaching other classes? Which I'm like, to me, that's like kind of the ultimate compliment. Right. You, know, you want to come back. See me. Yeah. And then, and then one of the students emailed me saying that they really learned a lot from the way I was teaching, from my opinions and stuff like that. And, and like the stuff really stuck. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was really excited about it. There was a little bit of a, you know, um, uh, accolades what am i trying to come up with the word with like um not justification come on like that that what i was doing was good affirmation <laughs> affirmation thank you it's an affirmation that 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 uh, the the way that i'm doing it is good and and hopefully i can i can expand that department a little bit because i really want them i don't want people to just learn like the mechanics of it i want them to you know you got to learn other things and the same thing with video like you want to teach them like yeah, you can teach them how to use the cameras, but how do you compose an image? Right. How do you? What is the language of composition? Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on this. Nah, What's better that than the weather? Like, <laughs> yes, it was better. That is photography related. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, and it, it's it's like rather than I'm not doing a lot of shooting, it's like really focusing on doing um, focusing on, on doing like some classes and stuff like that. I'm, I've got some private lessons I'm going to do with a friend uh, teaching her Lightroom. So like it's a little bit more geared that way. Although today I went out photographing and I was thinking about liminal spaces, which I can't remember if we talked about here or we were only talking about that on our Discord. I don't but think I don't we talked into, about it. I don't think we talked about it. We haven't it. talked about it here, but it's something that I'm like maybe we should, you know, pocket for a, you know, table for another discussion in the future, but it's something that's very interesting and I was walking around photographing. So that's all the photography I've done. Cool. So it's not much. Uh therefore. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so here we are, uh, beginning first first uh, show of the new year, so first one ninety nine first show of the future next first yeah the future, uh, yeah the rain has started now by the way it's pouring ooh uh, and 
uh, that means the next episode is episode 200. Mm. And I don't have any spoilers yet, but I want to do something a little special. So, uh, you know, please, if you're subscribing, definitely, you know, subscribe and listen to our 200th episode. I have an idea for something and I'm hoping it uh, works out. Nothing too crazy, though. Nothing, you know, but uh, something I haven't done in a little while. All right. So, yeah. Uh, and I think you know what Looking forward I was to it. thinking about. Well, I see yeah. some plans afoot. Yeah. You see some plans afoot. Yeah. So. Uh, and and remind me again who. So to go into what I wanted to talk about tonight, which. I thought it was a great way to start the new year. Sure. Do you remember who asked us about talking uh, about this photographer that we want to talk about tonight? Someone who who contacted you, right? Um, someone who contacted said, me. Yes, I believe his. And and you're not going to remember his name. No, <laughs> I'm putting you I on the spot. I want to say Gavin because it was a while back. I think his name is Gavin. It might have been Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what did he what did he ask basically? He asked if we would uh, talk about Trent Park, an Australian photographer. Yes, and that was I don't know if that was the that's not the first time I've heard of Trent Park. I think you might have told me about him in passing, yeah. but I didn't really know much until after you told me that the uh, we had the request and I started looking into him and. I am like, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, and of course, I tried to think, well, you know, if I want to learn about Trent Park, I should probably go and see if I can find a book or two mm -hmm. from him. Uh, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is not there is not a book to be found. I mean, he makes books. Yeah. And there is not one on the on this green earth that you can find for less than you know, a thousand dollars or something like that. But, but, uh, just to throw myself in, I, I did find one. Oh, okay. Uh, and we can talk about that after we, after, after you come in, but sure. I, I do want to say, I, I, um, I did find a book, uh, on Trump park and I really like it. And I, I talked about it, uh, on my, on the solo show when you were, uh, when you weren't un unable to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I talked, so it's not a new topic, but, uh, I thought it would, this would be great to start talking about Trent Park. And I can't imagine this is going to be a really deep dive. I mean, because we only have a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to learn more about him a little bit through your eyes. And 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 you've already, you've got one of his books. Well, you've got at least one of his I books. I got right? one, but I just got the one book. The one book, yeah. But uh, I think you might have been... I certainly didn't know about him before I met you. So you might've mentioned him somewhere along the lines. I, I think I remember you mentioning the book, but I wasn't really sort of yeah, paying attention to yeah. that. So, so yes, this is our Trent Park episode. Maybe not the uh, last one because it's not a full dive, but uh, let's call it, I maybe call it a primer on, on Trent. Sure. You know, we'll, we'll do that. So, so lead on my friend. So let's, let's see where you go with this guy. Yeah. So we're, we're my introduction to Trent Park came with my friend John at the camera store. This would have been 2015, 2016, 20, uh, maybe it was earlier. Okay. Um, Not that long and ago. And his huh? book, he had a book that came out in 2013 called, and it's not a, by his first book by any means. He'd been publishing books for years before that. But this was my first exposure with a new book published by Steidl, which we love, we love the Steidl books. Steidl. 
and it's called Minutes to Midnight, and it's uh, a, a kind of an exploration, a kind of dreamy slash nightmare reflection mm-hmm. of life in Australia. Um, interesting light, um, glaring sunlight. So should, so, so should we just mention where he's from? Like yeah, he, well, he's the... Australian. I believe he's from Adelaide. I think he's from, is he I from think around so, the yeah. capital? And I yeah. think where he and started his where he started his journey was uh, uh, as a kid with his mother Spotmatic at age twelve, and so I kind of relate to that because yeah, he was born in uh, he was born in seventy one, so I sort of put him in in you know we're older than him, but I think we're in the same yeah you know realms a little bit you know especially now that we're older. It's nice to it's nice to see someone who's uh, in in our department a little bit. Uh, uh, anyway, yes. Sorry, I wanted to make sure that that came in, so we knew where he was from. Not that he was traveling to Australia. No, that that was that. This basically is focusing on Australia. His home, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, let's see. So yeah, so he, he uh, you know, I had learned shortly after I got the book about his background and that he had been chosen to be in Magnum and the Magnum Photo Agency, which is very prestigious, as we know. He's also, uh, I think he's also the only Australian. Oh, is that, I didn't know that. That's. I think so. Either that or he was the first. It's one of the two. I mean, but uh, I'm, I think he's maybe the only Australian in Magnum. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, yeah, he's the only Australian photographer. Yeah. In Magnum. Anyway. So Which is interesting. He's got a, he, he's got a, he's got a. He's got to represent his whole country in that in that agency. Well, I so. think he does that well because <laughs> you there is a feeling, <laughs> at least from this one book that I have, which is all Australian um, uh, subject matter. Uh, there is a feeling you get from it, and you, know, you and I have always talked about well, with books specifically. You know, you go through a book, and do you get a feeling out of it, right? And with minutes to mm-hmm. midnight, you definitely feel that. Um, a way to describe his work is it's it's you think I think I think of his body of work together and at least what I've seen his black and white work which is all shot on film he works with film uh, the, the, the images tend to be really high contrast and so they have both a kind of glary and high contrast and dreamy nightmarish um way you know kind of that sort of aesthetic that he has um you 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 get to really get a sense of that once you look at the work and it just do just do an image search uh, on the (laughs) web and you'll find some and you go there's something different about this guy Mm. Mm -hmm. um and and go back to the book for a moment uh you know as as an artifact uh i have very few books in my collection that kind of stand on their own as being kind of their own artifact. Like I think of, you know, the rodeo book that uh, Mark and I did. They're indiv- they're a bunch of pictures that are in a book and that they provide a kind of like a slideshow or a movie of something, mm. and there's a feeling of that. With this book, and I think with the book that you have, they're kind of an art object of their own. They're kind of their own experience, and there's something greater than just like playing back a movie you get a feeling out of it without a doubt yeah and so in that way and that's one of the reasons why you can't find a book that's under four hundred dollars now because the books well part maybe it's because they're not printed in enough quantity 
I don't know if it's that. I think that there really is uh, a drive by collectors and enthusiasts to have his work because it is it it definitely falls under the category of the of the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Individual pictures are showstoppers. Like you know, you you stop and you stare at it and you're like, what what is this? And I'm not <laughs> saying what is this? Like what is the subject? Like you're trying to figure out what's going right. on. There's a bit of that, but it's sort of like there's some kind of emotional thing happening here what you and it stops you and you have to look at it you know um the the other uh i'm just trying to think you know this the last year this past summer i went to see the Diane arbus exhibit right and right, it was yeah. very human and and it resonated with me because of my experience as a young person working with people that were developmentally disabled and there were developmentally disabled pictures uh, of people, um, uh, subjects that she had. And so there was a kind of like a, a familiarity there and kind of the emotional content of what she had. But it was like human to human through the frame, mm-hmm. through the image. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. he gets you, sir, you, you have human subjects and you have urban subjects, quite a few interesting urban subjects. But he shoots in a way that is so dreamlike and evocative and graphic. It, it is like anybody, uh, unlike anybody else that I know of. Um, and so, in fact, I don't go through Minutes to Midnight very often because I kind of want to preserve the mm. feeling that I have of it and not desensitize myself to it. That's interesting. Yeah. The. the uh, I, I was realizing with the book I've got, which is called um, Monument, which is which is a new book that came out, and I went through it when I got it, and I I relayed the experience on the show what what it was like, and I haven't looked through it again mm-hmm. yet. Like I've just flipped through it now for the show just to sort of look and and reminisce about the smell of the ink, yeah, which, well. is, which is pretty which is pretty strong. But hearing you say that as a uh, you know, speaking of it as an artifact, I mean, and, and as a piece unto itself, um, where the, the piece, the, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts is in there, but the sum of the parts, the parts in this are also, mm-hmm. you know, and if this is anything like his other books, which I imagine it is, you know, based on what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, it is an experience to look at, uh, like when you were just saying before about going to the web, and looking for his pictures is, I was like, okay, you could do that, but comparing that to to looking at, at one of these books, yeah. which well, just just getting his aesthetic versus the experience of going through. Yeah, one of his books. yeah, but it's funny because it, his, I don't know how to put anything about him so far into words. To me, he's first of all, he's he's at a level that I, in, in terms of not just his photography, because it's incredible. But the way he's approaching what he's doing is at a level that I I, I almost can't understand, mm-hmm. um, and 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 he's just doing it with you know with a camera and film. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like the most basic those basic elements and a book with ink, mm-hmm. right? It, the the amount of ingredients in 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 this is is minimal compared to you know what so many other people are doing in general but it, it all comes from within him 
And, uh, before, you know, last year I was watching a couple of videos on him on, on, uh, on YouTube, which I'll put the links in the show notes cause they're really interesting. And to hear his trajectory, like where he came from and, and, uh, was it the sudden death of his mother mm-hmm. or the, the asthma attack that, 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 and then he picked up the camera from her. She was a photographer and she had a dark room. And what I, what I noticed from some of the uh, interviews with him that his emotions are very much uh he's very much um putting them out there for people to see it was mm-hmm. not which is something i kind of uh, admire when you see another uh man who can be very emotional about things i mean yes it's it's so obvious in some way that it's uh well some of the subjects he has are young women or older sisters carrying babies uh, like younger siblings right. and right. there's right. a kind of like the, the, when you go through, when you hit those images, you kind of stop. Like, what's going on here? What is the relationship? Um, uh, you know, it's it's definitely in in my feeling that he is kind of addressing that experience, losing his mother, and you know, they're coming through in those images. I think that's just a feeling I have. So, yeah. So, as being a primer to him, what what do you uh, what would you say to? Um, I don't know how, how to experience his pictures. And I don't mean like physically, but like how, how, how do we look at his work? And, um, I'm doing this poorly. Well, no, but the the language that he seems to use the language. Yes. The language that he's using. How do we, how do we understand his language? Well, I don't know that you have to, I think you, you just go through it and you get those, you get the feels like you, your expression, you get the feels. You feel something like he, he is, you know, this, that deep black and the glare white with the, like, it's just, uh, the, 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 the dream and nightmare of everything. Uh, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I'm I'm making it sound Gothic. It's some of the images tend to go towards that, but it's not that at all. Really. It's not. No. Um, I think if you didn't know anything about Trent Park, which is where I'm sort of coming from, Mm. And again, my only experience with him prior to getting this book was seeing some pictures like like you suggested by looking up uh, on the Internet or then watching these videos, which, again, is not a uh, any kind of substitute for actually seeing his work in in physical form. Mm-hmm. But when I got this book, so I'll, I'll tell you the book that I've got. So it's called Monument. Right. And it's a first it's a first edition but a second printing, okay. uh, which means they sold out of their first printing. And when I uh, when I started looking for the books after we after we were asked to to talk about them, I found someplace in was it the UK? It was a UK, I think. Okay. Uh, and it was Stanley Barker is the the publishers. So I went to the site and I saw that they were getting ready for a second printing. And you could order the book and it was expensive. I mean, for me, I don't, I, it was like over, it was like 150 something dollars or, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, to hell with it. I mean, I want, I want this book. And the fact that it was a first, it was still a first printing, uh, first, first edition. So I, you know, I actually wanted the book that you had, you yeah. know, when I saw some, uh, I actually saw a flip through. Actually, that's what I did. I did see a flip through of, of, uh, minutes to, uh, minutes to midnight on, on YouTube, which is, I was like, oh, well, if that, if we're going to do a story on Trent Park, then I'm going to have to use this yeah. <laughs> as my reference. And I was like, that's not good enough. Although 
the experience, you know, looking at the pictures through a flip through was interesting. But anyway, when I got this book, uh, this was based on a show, I think, in uh, uh, in a gallery in um, Australia. And it's all black and white photography. So it was it was originally prints on the walls mm. and it they turned it into a book. And what's interesting about it is the book is uh, somewhat based physically a little bit on the gold record that was attached to the uh, one of the Voyager yep. or maybe both the Voyager spacecraft mm -hmm. uh, where there's uh, a, it was a Voyager, it was right? Voyager, the, the gold yeah. record. Yeah. Or maybe I'm getting no. Yeah. Think, uh, no, no, that, no. It wasn't the record. It was another one, right? Oh, okay. Voyager just had a plaque on it, I think. I don't know. It was the no, no. Maybe it was Voyager. I'm sorry, because yeah. I remember uh, Carl Sagan had some. He was the one who um, Kurt Valheim. It was all all of the. No, yeah, but Carl Sagan was the one who who uh, lobbied NASA to actually do this. Yeah, actually put the uh, the record on there, yeah. and it's a a golden record with. Uh, uh, binary uh, uh information in the tracks and so that you know an alien someday would uh, find this probe and maybe be able to sort things out so the cover of the the monument book is got this sort of embossed uh, uh, you know, hieroglyphic, you know, way of uh, one of the bits of information that's uh, oh, that's, that's on that that's, album. Okay. But well, one of the things it's got, it came with this metal plaque, and I realized this plaque is not the one that's on the the uh, spacecraft. This was the plaque that was uh, on the lunar lander. Right. On the there um, was two the right Lam the east. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so this is a similar. So this metal plaque came with it. Anyway, so there's a lot of this. There's a lot of this. Like, first of all, I resonate with that with the spacey and the and the um, outer worldliness and sort of the mystery of that. And and I said previous that the the end pages of these books are written in Braille, so you know I have to figure out how to read Braille mm -hmm. to read what it is. But the whole um, experience of this, and I went through it when I first went through it, went from the beginning to the end. And to me, the experience was uh, akin to the birth and death of the universe. Wow. Like, that was the only thing I, I came up with. It was the Big Bang. It was the creation of life. And then it was the uh, eventual dissolution and expansion of the universe to its inevitable um, emptiness. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm watching and I'm, I'm realizing this as I'm re looking through this book. And I'm like, holy crap. That is an experience that, A, I've never, ever had looking at any book, reading a book or a photo book or anything. Uh, it was, and and so I didn't even have to know, I didn't have to know Trent Park to have that experience. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, in and of itself, I could just walk in, not know anything about him. There's no words in this book at all, other than the Braille and the, the plaque that came with it. There's not even, like, a... Um, uh, credits for uh, printing or what number it is. It's just, and, and the edge parts of the book are also black. So the whole book has got that, you talk about goth. Wow. It is black, black, black. And the vast majority of images, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, are heavily blackened, except occasionally there's a picture that's got some, like the whole picture is white. But most of the pictures 
are heavily black, which is probably why the ink smells right. so much. Is they, so much are they all full bleed? Like, do the images go right to the edge? Every image is full bleed. Uh, there's some, there's one pull-out panel, which is a sort of a long exposure of, hang on, let me see what this one is. It's a long exposure of, um, I guess, bugs flying around. And so it's the swirls okay. of stuff. And uh, and there's a re repeating motifs of uh, this sort of um, silhouette, white silhouette of a man. I'm going to show okay. you that pops up now and then. Okay. Uh, and and he's pushing the limits of his camera and his film right. uh, to the point where abstract dots, black, extreme enlargements. I mean, you name it. The kind of stuff that maybe one might say is technically not great. Mm -hmm. You know, if if one would say that, they should get a smack in the face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have never, ever, ever had that ex any kind of experience like this with a photo book. I mean, I've, and I love a lot of photo books. Like, you know, enjoy it. But nothing has ever been like this. Like, and you said, an artifact. Like, the, the book itself is, I feel like I, I, I purchased a piece of artwork. Cool. Um, and uh, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited to 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 look at this and it's like, you know, to see where he goes from here. I don't know where you can go from this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is his newest book, I think, the 2023. It just came out. So there are some pictures from the book that you've got that are in here. Okay. Uh, like the one of the shots that people might know him for is this photograph. Uh, where is it? I just have it right in front of me by chance. Of uh, people's shadows on a passing bus mm -hmm. that was done in slow motion, so you don't see the bus, but you see the the people's who are waiting on the street, and their shadows are being cast on the bus. And then through the shadows, you can see across the street, and there's people waiting on the lit other by side. the this low sun, yeah, lit by the low sun, of lit led by this low sun, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and and he's his stories are like you know he for certain pictures like that he go back to the same place for for like a year or something photographing the same locations in in uh, in it's a Sydney right yeah those pictures were Sydney these. I think yeah yeah but uh, just an amazing experience and I and I and I look at this and and I realize that I again it's one of these kind of photographers in the way of not not by the style but you know like an eggleston kind of photographer who like i'm still like trying to figure out mm -hmm. like where's the what is the power of him and i think eggleston is a little bit more mysterious because you know trent is more contemporary to us and, and he's around to sort of talk about it and i'm mm -hmm. still still trying to parse what he says and like his experience which is which maybe i'm trying to think too much about it because I, I think he's really coming up with some simple uh, um, ideas for how he approaches photography, right. and I might be trying to overthink it, which is in indeed possible. Well, I think so. for me, um, you know, sort of, uh, there's that expression, you know, you, you should meet your heroes or whatever. But it in in the way that Park's images are, or the experience of going through his work, they're so uh, open to interpretation. That what his intention, what his thinking was at the time he was creating the image may have no relation at all to the experience of the viewer. And so I think that muddies are trying to analyze uh, 
mm. what he's what he think what we think he might be thinking when he's creating them. And I, th- I think he would be fine with that. I don't know. We'll have to have him on the show. Um, <laughs> if we, you know, if we could, if we could arrange that, that would be really cool. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I, I think uh, with guys that fly as high as he does, I, I think it's just it's really about, you know, enjoying the work, the 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 personality and the. Uh, that we bring to our experience of going through mm-hmm. this kind mm-hmm. of work is really, it's an alchemy that goes on that just affects us more deeply than if they were, if it was just straight photography. You yeah. know, I think your, yeah. your, uh, your comparison to Eggleston is, is apropos because you are, you do kind of cock your head over and go, what, what is he, what is he saying here? But there, there's no doubt that there is, you know, that there's a feeling that comes from those images, and that he's doing something yeah. more artistic or broader than just creating a photograph. You know, it's, it's and artistic. I agree. Yeah, and one of the things about his work is, you know, when I see it in this book, is the individual pictures really stand out uh, in an incredible way, and then putting them together. They also work on together, and and because there's crossover, right? So in the book you've got, I'm sure there's a bunch of the pictures in this book that are in that book. Mm-hmm. So he's um, finding, you know, that there's this, you know, whatever he's working on doesn't necessarily need to be pigeonholed into one project. It it, it transcends different ideas, uh, which is really kind of cool because so many of us like i'm always thinking in a sort of linear way and like my project and whatever i'm doing is this Mm -hmm. and you know and then i'm done with it and then i start something else and and he's 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 using he's almost like three-dimensional four dimensions Mm -hmm. right like his 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 uh uh pulling things from the past and 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 new stuff that he's doing it's just it's a really interesting thing. I was gonna I was gonna mention one of the look things I'm looking at on our note list is the the uh, project the Black Rose, mm-hmm. and and uh, I don't know much about that. I don't know, it came out as a book too, uh, I think it is, but how it started for him, where uh, Park received a plant cutting uh, from somebody uh, who gave it who gave this plant cutting. It's a, a a type of flower that they call a Black Rose, and it started a seven year journey project all over i think it was all over the um all over his uh australia which is primarily where he's photographing right Mm -hmm. most of the time Mm -hmm. yeah uh and it's just another um uh he's going through all these explorations with his work like he's looking for something or he's seeking out something or he's trying to answer questions or or something with his work it's so obvious that there are these things going on and Mm -hmm. in in the production and the making and the viewing of these imagery. I mean, if you didn't know anything about photography and you, and you sat down with one of these books, you, you know that there's something going on with this guy and he's, he's looking for something, which is really amazing uh, that someone like him, you know, there's always going to be like, you know, uh, someone who stands out of the crowd who comes, you know, the cream rises. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting to sound like a fanboy here too, but it, he, he is doing something that I wouldn't have expected photography to do to me. Mm. Uh, 
And I, I don't know what I would expect anything to do from it, but like I never really expected photography. To, and I've been doing photography for a long time and yeah. looking at pictures for a long time. And I, and I realize I haven't seen everything, but I would never, ever expect to have the kind of reaction, emotional reaction. And you said this before about the feels. It's like you look at this guy's work and all that I get are feels from it, yeah. you know? And and we so much strive sometimes to do that. Like how, why is he able to do that? How can he do that, and why is it troubling, or why is it difficult for for some of us to do that? Like, what is the, I don't want to say the secret sauce or something like that, but well, it's um, his. Well, I don't know. I'm yeah, speaking I don't know. for him, but this is his mastery of the medium, right? He's able to put together what he wants to express in a different way. You know, it's just, I don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess so, and. Uh, we're all the you know better for it because this this is just a, a great experience and he's been uh he you know i would watch the videos but ken like i said it it is to see him in person or see his emotion come through you can understand like where some of this is coming from mm -hmm. but he's really gone down deep uh into himself to to pull this out and to be able to do that with pictures i mean i always think that you know i became a photographer because i couldn't draw right or yeah maybe I couldn't write. And, and, and I, I always think that someone who can draw has uh, an, the ability to express themselves with ease because if you feel sad, you can draw something sad. If you feel, you know, joyful, you can draw something joyful in photography. I didn't think that I, I would necessarily be going, if I felt sad, how do I photograph sad? Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe I don't see it that day when I go out and photograph. And I get the sense that someone like Park is like, if he feels sad, he goes out and he makes sad. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's true yeah. or not, but, but I got the sense that, you know, someone like him is, is akin to an artist who can draw, who can, who can have an expression of emotion and then, and produce that in a photograph, maybe I want to say on call, but, but it seems like it could be, yeah. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Well, he definitely puts the effort in like he, whether it's, it's natural just comes out of him. But I think like a lot of artists and in seeing in the videos, like he works at it, the, the one, the image with the bus and the low sun, like that, that going back to that location for a year, trying to get something out of it. He had an idea. So he has, seems to have this tenacity and work ethic around creating these images and so you know the closer he gets to what his intentions are um mm. you know he's not a typical street photographer at all although you could say many of these images fall under the street category that that's a completely inadequate description of what he's doing yeah what strikes you most about the book that you've got what's the what are the uh outstanding not necessarily single pictures, but, but like what really, what do you get from that? Um, I get, well, I get a rich visual experience and a kind of a feeling like I've been to Australia. Really? The light is yeah. different. The feeling is different. It's interesting because it's black and it's white. black so and you're white. Getting yeah. that sense of the, you're getting the sense of, of the, the light. A different yeah. kind of light. The low really, light, with, like it reminds me of winter light here. I guess it would be their winter light as well. Um, you know, uh, the, just, just the quality of light and the, 
Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of images that are shone with apparently flashlights or headlights or something. Something is illuminating <laughs> these dark these subjects at night mm-hmm. uh, or flash, uh, what whatever it is. Like he's he's made these choices to light the images, these night images um, artificially. And there's Mm. a, uh, I want to call it a creep factor. It's not exactly that, but certainly something evocative, not something you would see every day, but you could certainly feel it. Like you are standing there looking at the scene. Mm. Um, Mm. so I get that, but I, I, but I think it's a little bit glib and maybe a little shallow, but I feel like I've been somewhere after I went through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, How could you not in some way? I mean, that's, you know, but the cover picture on on your book, the uh, what are they flying foxes? Yeah, or yeah, or, yeah I think are they. Flying I don't think they're bats. Yeah, they're a little bit big yeah. to be so, bats. Yeah, yeah. So the picture is uh, it's a white background with these flying foxes or giant bats, but I think they're flying foxes, and their wings are somewhat translucent, mm-hmm. and or the the light is coming through them, and so they almost look like. I mean, what I remember from the picture, yeah, they look like people flying, or there's yeah. something very human about them uh and it is such it is like i think that might be one of the first pictures i've seen of his when i when i did a search for it was was the cover of that book yeah but describe the one that you were talking to me about before when we got on the air the the rain and the uh the clouds and the well i come from a rural part of the country and so i've been to uh you know boy we you call them bush parties where you go out in the country to somebody's yard or somebody's farmland and you start a bonfire and you drink your beer and you socialize together, young people like high school and a little bit older people into their twenties. And there's a, there's a, uh, there's an image in the book where there is a group of people younger. Well, they're not, they're not, I don't think they're teenagers. They're folks who are probably, they're probably working cowboys and cowgirls, um, out, out, I'm, imagine it's in a party but it's in the pouring rain uh and so people are walking around and unlike people from the city that i know that don't like rain don't like to be outside in the rain when it's raining and rain is a for kind of a rare circumstance in your part of the country you tend to want to stay out in it and there's a feeling in that image those people are just walking around enjoying that cool rain coming down and uh, so that's that's basically what that image is about. And as a rural person, I could see that. I'm like, we're just walk. We got our cowboy hats on. We're just going to walk around and keep the party going. We're not going to scurry into our vehicles or into buildings. We're going to stay out here. But there's something more to that picture to me when I saw it. Uh, I guess I loaded it up, and there's this kind of dividing line between the clouds and the people. Is that the picture we're talking about? It's like a horizontal shot. Yeah. And I'm just gonna... they're at the bottom of these uh, cowboys and those top of these clouds. Yeah. And there's something really, again, like two different worlds, like this natural, cloudy, weird sky. And then this kind of strange dividing line between that and the people in like two distinct areas. Uh, the the land of humans, and then and then nature. Right. Um, uh, and it's a very simple, uh, well done picture. But I mean, simple like it seems like it's a very straightforward image. 
uh, in some way, black and white and whatnot. But there is some distinct. Do you have it compositionally? Yeah, compositionally, I see that. Can you show it to me again. Sure. Show, let's just like flip it to the screen. Sorry, Sorry people. We're just, you just see I'm, see it. I'm thinking about it the right way. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's almost. I can't describe it. Like the the this dividing line of mountains or or something yeah, hillsides. Else in the sky. It's like rolling hills in the background. Hillsides. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's it, uh, we'd call it a sun shower, right? There's still bright sunlight on them, right? There's still friends, yeah, sun shower, yeah. And uh, I but, guess what uh, I, again, as a rural person, there, the landscape is always. I come from a very flat part of the country, so the landscape is always dominated by sky. You know, it always is, and the horizon is tends to be quite low. Um, so, I get what you're saying, like compositionally in the image. But it's just people under the sky, you know, is yeah. the way <laughs> I would just, put it, you know. It was the, it's just people in the sky, It's just yeah. people, people in the sky. But here you go. Right, right. Well, we're, we're, we were just talking about this before, the way we're each interpreting it. Yeah. Each doing our own projections onto his photographs, which uh, his photographs are very, I'm, I'm noticing it's very interesting to throw, to, to project ourselves onto him. Um and I just realized that you were saying that, that Monument, the entire, uh, pretty much, I'm pretty sure the entire book of Monument is in an urban environment. Mm. It's all Sydney, I think. And and that's interesting. We talk about, like, you're from the country, although I, there, there are city pictures in the book that you've got. Yeah. But there's rural pictures there. And I was trying to find that picture in this book, and it's not in here because I realized everything is urban Sydney, I guess it's all Sydney. Mm. So there's this, you know, so that's funny because I, I resonate with that because I'm, I'm the city mouse here, yep. you know, yep. <laughs> in a way. Um, that one picture, I don't think it's in either of these books of, uh, if you do a search for his name, it will probably pop up as the, the, uh, I think it's in a train station or a bus station. And there's all these people walking around and there's this one glowing older man in the middle of the shot do you know that one yeah, I'm talking about? it may be in this book i'll just go zooming yeah i don't think it's in this one now. but it's if you look up again if you're going to look up trent park it's going to be one of the more uh i would say famous of his shots but it's this you know technically it's an overexposed uh man in the middle of uh you know uh like i think it's some sort of train station or something like that is that it yeah, that's it. And and there's this an incredible shadow of the guy and everything else is a little bit dark. You can still see where he is, but this man is so washed out that you you have no detail on him except the shape of his body. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like that is such a great picture. It is such an insane photograph. Um and I've been watching, I watched some YouTube channel. Some guy was doing, trying to do imitations of, you ever see this guy's work? He tries to do imitations of other people's style of photography. Yeah, there's so a, Danish, to do a Danish guy that does that. Maybe we're talking about this. I don't know. If the, it might be the Danish guy, maybe. But he did a he did a whole Trent Park episode where he tried to do that shot with the, uh, with the glowing man and the shot of the bus, uh, uh, you know, trying to figure out how he did it. Mm. And um, I, I watched it because it was kind of clever and interesting and then made me think, like, you know, forget it. Just give up. Why are you, why are you doing yeah. it? <laughs> A bunch of Trent Park uh, copycats going out there doing it. It just doesn't have the same – it doesn't have the same effect. So, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm really happy to have, like, gotten uh, to, to 
to know who this guy is and then, and also to share his name with other people who have not heard of him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, how would you hear about this guy if unless someone else told you? It's not like uh, he doesn't sort of pop up all the time, right? Or am I just yeah, am maybe I, he does in Australia? He could be, you know, one in of Australia, their national yeah. treasure for sure. Yeah, I just feel like an idiot for having not, you know, heard about this guy. Well, you um, don't have but... to feel that way anymore. We know, we know, we've talked about <laughs> him. We're telling the people. We're doing. We're 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 compensating, man. We're compensating, yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure what else to say about this guy. But I I, I highly recommend uh, seeking out his work somehow. And you know, it it might be worth putting. Um, seeing if you can pick up a book, but if not, since they're so hard to come by, I think I did think that watching some of those, uh, people do the book previews on, on, uh, YouTube, there are people who like buy books and just flip through them is a nice way to see it because you are getting the pictures, those photographs in a, in a, in a context rather than like sort of separate. Um, so if you can't pick up a book, really, I mean, this is kind of a sad thing. If you can't pick up a book. Well, look at those YouTube videos of the of the page throughs of his books but you know again like looking at this one i was really i'm really glad i have this one because i so much resonate with space and and all the stuff that uh, you know there's the urban part of the book the black i really enjoy mm-hmm. um the even the feel of the book you know the, there's a certain kind of like faux leather not leather almost like a leatherette cover so it feels like uh, an old volume in a way like what i imagine uh like an illuminated, you know, book from the Middle Ages mm-hmm. feels like in some way. Not, not, you know, those books were much, much more textured. But there's something about that, like it's almost like a journal too. Yeah. There's some journal-like kind of thing. I mean, I'm half expecting to see like a, you know, journals these days have those little um, ribbon uh, book, uh, yeah, uh, a bookmark, page. Yeah. bookmark, yeah. And like I'm half expecting to see one of those stick out in 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 this yeah. thing, uh, and so it doesn't even say monument on the side. Oh, actually, what does it say on the side? No, there the oh oh this is really cool. On the on the edge of the book mm-hmm. on the binding is the solar system. Oh, cool. So there's the sun. There's the da, 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 Jupiter. There's Saturn. Cool. And look, you did take they took off poor Pluto. Yeah. It's not on there. It didn't make it. I just realized he's got, and there's no words to it. There's just, right? no, no words. No, there's no words. They're just like, thanks like, to grass uh, again, Tyson. Braille. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Poor Pluto. So, so what else are you got to say about him? Uh, I'm glad that I have the book. Uh, I'm glad Gavin suggested, I'm jealous, by the way, I'm glad that Gavin suggested that we cover him. Cause we had been thinking about him and kind of talking about him tangentially for a while um so no i i'm i'm not gonna go through the book again tonight i'm gonna wait sometime when i've got some time alone or whatever and i'm gonna go through it and experience the book from front to back and and uh, take it all in again so and i'm glad you i'm glad you got monument one of us should have a book like that that's uh you know a precious Mm. art object yeah, and, I feel uh, really lucky about that. Yeah, so no, I'm happy, and I'm happy to share what we know about him, and um, and hope you feel the same way too. I do, and and I, I want to learn more about him. Like, I mean, I, I feel that for me, this is just, just sort of the beginning of of something. 
mm-hmm. for for understanding him or um, like wanting to be on some part of the journey that he's going on as well. Uh, and because that's kind of the thing I wanted to always get from photography is this ability to to really be able to to create the feels from a picture. And, you know, I don't want to do a comparison. I hate doing that because it's not, you know, everybody does that, you know, compare. But you also, I can't help it. You know, I look at sort of the work that I do or what I'm what I'm doing sometimes. And I can inevitably say, geez, I wish I could have I could be doing something in in a category like him. Like, what is it? What where can I pick up some of that? Where can that rub off? And and where can I? Um, so that's kind of like I look at the stuff and I like, yeah, geez, you know, but I'm kind of like that every time I like, you know, I look at Irving Penn's work or something like that. Right. I'm like, geez, I really want to do yeah. stuff. Like, why don't I do stuff like this? You know, and it, it inevitably makes me think about just what what is it that I want to do? You know, and and, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm not I'm not I wish I was, you know, as solid with what I want to do with my photography as these guys are doing. Um, uh, and, but I, I feel like I got something to look forward to, something to, to, to work towards and, and seeing work like Trent's or anybody else who, who's on that path inspires me to do that yeah. and keeps me, you know, it's like a little bit of a extra charge. And, uh, but I, I still am like, you know, in Trent Park 101, I'm still, yeah. <laughs> I'm still like, gotta, gotta, gotta work on this guy, you know? And it's great to come across a photographer who's like that or any kind of artist, I should say, yeah. any, any artist that's, that is worth that extra, like, um, I don't know, something, something more is going on. Yeah. And, uh, I, I have to thank him for that because he's, he's, he's very giving and he's very giving of himself, at least in the, in the interviews I've seen, uh, you know, it's it's worthwhile so i i highly suggest uh, looking for his work if you can if there's ever a show of his work go see it um i would love to see this i'd love to see the prints mm-hmm. from from any of these things to see how how large they are what what the what the, Just the tonalities really, of them yeah. the tonality yeah they're very they're, they're very, very contrasty though i mean they just but you know, and then and then just that enlargements, like how he enlarges stuff to the point of like, just oh anyway, okay, I'm I'm starting to bumble over my own words now. <laughs> like, that's not, Maybe it's time to go. Maybe it's time to go, but that's that's the first, that's our first intro to to Mr. Park and. If he happens to listen to this or if everybody knows him and, and maybe you can give him our number <laughs> because it would be great to talk to someone like him. I don't know actually if that's possible. Would he ever talk to someone like this? I don't know. You're the one with the connections in, uh, in publishing. Connections. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can ask somebody who might know. I, I can't imagine us having somebody on from Australia, how that's going to uh, uh, deal with our time. I will lines. do whatever's required. I will get up at three in the morning. <laughs> that's right. You've got to get up at three in the morning. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. At least it's, it's usually, what, tomorrow over there? Or is it yesterday? No, it's that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my daughter lived in uh, near Melbourne for a little while, and I think she was uh, fifteen hours ahead, something like that. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that might not be so bad, actually. Uh, All right. Well, maybe he can tell us the future then, since he's there. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank you for this first year, our first uh, show of the new year. Uh, appreciate uh, you, um, you know, 
Why am I appreciating you? Because I, don't know. I appreciate you. Uh, Thank you. I, <laughs> we don't know why. I'm, I'm starting to get. I'm starting to get tired. I can see here. Yeah. All right. It's been a long day. So where are we looking for you in the world? Uh, you can find me on Vero and Twitter at wrosinphoto. On Instagram, I'm at Ward Rosin Fine Art. On Facebook, I'm Ward Rosin Photo, and my my embarrassingly sparse website is rosin.ca. Though I have sold a couple of fine prints from there. And our unofficial sponsor is Orners Photo, O-R-N-I-S dot photo, where I sell uh, lenses and adapters. So yeah, what about you, my friend? Where can we find you? Where can you find me? Uh, I'm going to be at Vero and Twitter. Hey, I'm not posting on Twitter anymore, so we're going to forget that. But you can still look for my stuff on Twitter and Flickr is all AM Rosario. Instagram, I'm not posting that much up there either, but it's at it's AM Rosario Photo. Website is amrosario.com and our website is streetshots.photography. And look, I I did say I wanted to post a newsletter and I've had a rotten couple of weeks, so I haven't gotten around to writing anything on the computer. But you know, subscribe to our Substack newsletter, which is streetshots.substack.com. And I've got an inkling for something, and the things are calming down, so I think I might uh, put up a uh, I might put up a newsletter in the next week or so. And then if you want to support the show, you could buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Antonio Rosario. Of course, that supports the show, but that's the place you can do it. And and I hope that we can get our zine up and going. Yeah. Well, uh, we're I'm just waiting for, wait for my we're blurb. just waiting for one thing. <laughs> we're I know. For blurb. I'm like two thirds uh, done. <laughs> you're two thirds done. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. And oh, and I'm starting a I'm starting a photo club tomorrow. I got a, my first meeting at Coffees and Cameras. Oh, cool. Well, good luck with that. That'd be great. Man. Yeah, well, it's just based on your beers and cameras. So uh, I even have a logo. So somewhere nice. I got I've got swag to give out to uh, nice to people who show up. So well, I'll, I'll I'll fill everybody in the next time. And the next episode is going to be 200. And like I said, we'll we'll you know have something a little special not too crazy but i want to have it you know i want to signify it. that's 200 episodes i've never done 200 episodes of anything 200 of many things so we'll see so anyway cool so happy new year happy new you, year my friend Ward, and everybody else i hope it's a great year for everybody and and safe and healthy and the best you can make it uh and take a lot of pictures and uh we'll see you uh on our 200th episode so, all right see you then But I like—I actually kind of like the cold. I like driving in poor conditions and you like the creativity. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So, All right. but the cold is—it's—it is like I was saying in the chat. I, there's a big difference between minus twenty-nine and minus thirty-five. Like, you just after minus thirty-five, you don't want to be outside anymore. It's like <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's a blast furnace. We're on a different planet now, and. Yeah. 